Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is SENZ. It is Phoenix Nation. Thanks to Oppo, we just talk Phoenix for a whole hour and one of the standout players, I think, over the season and a bit we've had so far for the Wellington Phoenix women's team is Chloe Not Glad to welcome her onto the show. Chloe, thanks for giving us some time. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. How are you finding this season compared to last season? Um, I think this season, obviously, we have more experienced players in the team, which has been great for us. And I think just being home and like having more experience ourselves in the from the first group has really just settled things down and made us feel like we can build on what we did last year, which has been great. I mean, obviously, travel is a factor, but just the fact that Australian teams have to come here and play in front of our crowds has helped you as well? Yeah, 100%. Like, just having, knowing that we'll show up to a game and we'll have fans there and it'll be the majority will be our fans compared to last season where we'd have, like, that tiny corner of yellow shirts. It's just been really, really cool to know that we have that backing. This weekend, I suppose, is a little bit different. You're going to Canberra. It must be a nice change of not playing a team from Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, I know all the Melbourne teams. Nah. Yeah, it will be good. I'm excited for this weekend, definitely. I think uh, we can put in a good performance against Canberra, Like considering the weeks that we've been building up to to this week. I think, yeah, we're looking to like really be competitive and hopefully get a good result. Yeah, I mean, looking at their results, they've had two draws uh, from two games so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they get to have a win as well. Uh, and you come up against uh, an old teammate in Grace Jale as well. Yeah, you know, Grace is a great player, but I think, you know, I back our centre-backs and our defence to know how she plays because they've been in Ferns camps with her and things like that. So, yeah, it'll be great to see her um, off the field, but on the field, you know, it's all business. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I guess uh, on the other uh, on the other side of things, from our, our side of things, uh, having Paige in the team, I mean, she knows what Canberra is about. She was only there only three seasons ago. Yeah, yeah. Paige will be great for us this, this week as well in terms of like giving us a little bit of insight and things that we might not have thought about. Um, I'm sure she's talking to Nat about that, but yeah, it's great having Paige and her experience with us as well. Speaking of experience, Betsy Hassett, uh, mm-hmm. how much of a difference has she made? It, it feels like watch, what I've, I've seen watching the, the team play it's kind of freed you up a lot um, to, to play uh, a, a more expansive game, able to get forward a little bit more because, you know, you know that Betsy's there sort of anchoring that midfield and, and protecting the defence. A hundred percent. And I think just as weeks go by, we're just getting more and more used to each other, more and more comfortable, and we're building a really good partnership in there. So it's just been amazing to learn from her and watch her and play alongside her. Um, and yeah, she's just added a whole lot of a lot of creativity and experience and composure to our midfield, definitely. From the point of view of Gemma, you know, versus Nat in terms of uh, the coaching, uh, how mm-hmm. how have things differed? this year if at all uh, in terms of set up and approach yeah I think um this year I think Nat is definitely trying to build off of what Gemma started last year um so like we keep the pressing we keep that you know like kind of intense like pressing mindset to win the ball back that Gemma started with and then Nat is now trying to build something else and 
take a step forward in terms of possession based and um you know attacking football which has been great and I totally buy into the vision she has for us and I think it will all click at some point we're slowly getting there every week and what about Callum what's Callum brought I mean he's a guy that uh, obviously knows the the Phoenix but he's also gone and experienced Sunderland you know and and, and worked at a top club like that over in the UK yeah. so what's he brought in yeah he's just a total professional like he just um keeps the standard of training high all the drills is really high really professionally run I think him and Nat work so well together in that sense and yeah he's just he's just a good guy like he you can tell he really cares about the team and each individual player and getting the best out of everyone um so yeah he's just definitely raised the standard for everybody now, you guys have uh, conceded late goals in your first two games, certainly tightened up in the in the last game against Victory. Uh, mm-hmm. What have been the work-ons at training? Um, is, is it an on-the-pitch thing? Is it an off-the-pitch thing? Is it a mental thing? You know, because obviously those first two games, one all going into the last 20 minutes and you mm-hmm. concede. Um, how have you guys tried to rectify that? Yeah, definitely a bit of like both, definitely. Like in terms of um, like on the field, we have been talking a lot about defensive transition and our shape in the transition. And we worked a lot on that last week. And I think that definitely showed in the game against um, victory. And then also the mentality piece, because obviously if you're letting four goals in, in 10 minutes, something to do with the mentality and um, how we bounce back from that. So I think we, we really spoke about having a full 90 minute performance where we're switched on, we're doing the right things and, we don't let, you know, one goal get, go in and then everything crumble after that. So, yeah, definitely we just spoke about mentality and I think we did. We went through the 90 minutes, you know, pretty strong in defence, which was a big improvement from the the first two games. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you def- definitely saw it. Well, I hope to see that progress again uh, this yeah. week. Uh, in terms of the level this season, it feels like it's taken a step up. And I don't know if that's because we've got more players coming here to be noticed by Australian coaches or New Zealand coaches or what it is, but mm-hmm. does it feel more competitive and maybe like the, the, the level's gone up a, a level this season for you? A hundred percent, you know, like I show up to training and, you know, if I don't perform well for a few, a few days or a week or something, my spot's up for grabs. Mm-hmm. Like it definitely feels like we have to be, showing up ready to perform and ready to keep our spot or win a spot back because there's someone there waiting to take take the spot, um, which we didn't have last season. We didn't have as much depth. But I think it's just great for trainings because every training is competitive and we're constantly pushing each other for, for minutes and for time. Chloe, the uh, World Cup, Women's World Cup is coming here obviously next year. Um, mm-hmm. we've, we've, you know, the spotlight is going to be on football. How do you think that has um, had a knock-on effect with the Phoenix this season? Or do you think it's something you might notice more next season? Yeah, I think like obviously having some ferns come back into the team to be close to home before the World Cup has been huge for us. That's already changed our team. And then just the support and the energy around women's football and the build-up to the World Cup has just been amazing. Like, it just feels like it's growing and growing. So, yeah, it's great to be a part of that. You've been here um, and and part of the Phoenix for the first two seasons, so this season and, and, uh, sorry, last season, of course, as well. Mm. But what about your international um, uh, representation? What do you want to do? I mean, how is your availability at the moment? And is the Ferns something that you would consider? 
Yeah, so I'm not eligible until 2024, um, just because I've been overseas in America and England. But, you know, it's always been on my radar. I've always wanted to wear that fern um, from day one, from like as soon as I started, you know, kind of getting into representative level. So I want to be there. Um, and 2024, that's my goal is to um, make the Ferns team. So I'm working towards that. And I think I'm just in a great place to get there. So just going to do my best with the Phoenix and hopefully had a, have a couple strong seasons here. Where yeah. do you yeah, where do you think your best position is? Because, I, you know, we've seen you in, in several positions. I mean, I think last season there was a couple of uh, – times where you as a matter of course because you know of numbers that you ended up playing as a false nine but where do you Mm -hmm. see your best position um I just love to be on the ball so I think like any position that I'm getting on the ball heaps and obviously midfielders they're the link between attack and defense and I think that's where I love playing um I think I am the most comfortable and most myself there so yeah I think I'll obviously do whatever I can for the team and be wherever I need to go. But yeah, definitely midfield, I think, for me. Yeah. Is there, is there any player that growing up that you sort of, I don't know if you modelled your game on, but, you know, you sort of watched a lot and, and you thought that's kind of what I want to do and who I want to be? Yeah, in terms of like like for, from the men's side, I think Paul Scholes for sure. I'm a big Man U fan. So um, Paul Scholes and then at the moment De Bruyne, I think, is incredible. So I watch him a lot. Um, but like in the women's game, like Annalie Longo's unreal. Like she's mm. so good. So definitely watched her a lot growing up. So yeah, there's a few good role models there. All action midfielders. Well, Scolzi could uh, do with improving on his tackle, couldn't he? <laughs> he could. He could. Yeah, <laughs> not the yeah. best at tackling, but yeah, he's he was unreal. Pinpoint accuracy. Yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. I don't know if you've seen it. There's a there's a sh- uh, a video, short video of him being interviewed on in a park somewhere in the UK. It might have been during the Euros at some point. And that he's trying to do this interview, and there's a couple of really rowdy Italian fans sort of walking around the, <laughs> the perimeter of the, of, and he just pings this ball about fifty yards and hits one of them in the side of the head. It's just superb, unbelievable. I know he. I mean, so many good midfielders have named him as the number one. So yeah, he yeah. he just creates space. He's so aware. Yeah, definitely a good person that I watch a lot of YouTube videos of. <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, there was a, I saw a video of him like uh, post-retirement, uh, the second retirement, playing mm-hmm. five-a-side for somebody and 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 pinging one from his own half over the keeper's mm-hmm. head, you know, it was just yeah. uh, unbelievable. Uh, and a lot yeah. of the those Barcelona guys as well that obviously get lauded for being one of the greatest mid- modern midfields, they all talk about skulls. They do. They all talk about skulls. They all they all say, you know, like ask skulls what it's like to be the best best midfielder in the world. So, you know, yeah, I think he's just a great, great midfielder. Yeah, he's a fantastic player. What, uh, why United for you? Is that where you you were born? Where you grew up? Well, I was born in Bolton, um, but my dad's from Manchester. So he, yeah, he was just a Man U fan through and through his whole family. So I kind of didn't have an option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why it's, it's not a bad one to have inherited. Yeah. Um, is Skulls your all time favorite United player? I think so. Um, Skulls, yeah, because he was more my time. And then, like, obviously, Georgie Best. I, I still watch videos of him. He's unreal. Um, yeah, David Beckham, I love him too. Um, so yeah, I like the number seven. Yeah, nice. <laughs> All right, Chloe. We might ask you a couple of questions to get to know you a little bit better before we finish here, mate. Yeah. Given that you were born and bred in Bolton, uh, and yeah. you're a, you're a United fan, but you're out here now, and you want to be wearing that uh, that football ferns jersey in in 2024, as you said. <laughs> um, if you've got a night off 
and you don't have training the next day or a game that weekend. You're allowed a yeah. cheat night. What's your what's your go to? What are you doing as in terms of a, a cheat meal? Oh, cheat meal! I think my perfect evening would be fish and chips on the beach, watching the sunset, and maybe even like like a sunset swim in the sea um, in summer. Yeah. I yeah. love fish and chips. <laughs> <laughs> fish, you can't beat it. Can't beat it. Yeah. Uh, who does better fish and chips? Because I, I know that Blackpool's pretty famous for their fish and chips. So is it better here or is it better in the UK? Oh, like I think the fish is fresher here in New Zealand, but then yeah. in England you've got like your gravy, your curry sauce, mushy peas. They don't mm-hmm. do mushy peas here. No. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's toss up. I think I'd have to go with the mushy pea one, though, and the gravy. <laughs> What's on the telly at night when you're chilling out? Have you got a, a go-to movie or, or TV show? Oh, it's always football's on. <laughs> <laughs> the most famous person you've met? I mean, you've talked about Scolzi and you've talked about a few of those, but who's the most famous person you've met? Well, like, does this count? So we were watching a Man U game and Beckham comes over to take a throw in and my dad screams like, David, I love you, like loud as he possibly could. And David Beckham turns around, looks at us, and like gives us a little smile. I feel like that counts. That counts. You made a connection. You made a connection. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. And your dad's yeah. turning for David Beckham, is he? <laughs> it was in a woman's voice, too. Like he really went for it. <laughs> oh, your dad sounds like a crack up, mate. Hey, Chloe, <laughs> just before we let you go, lastly, uh, I was talking to Brenton, the media manager. He said that uh, uh, your nose is fine, but your eyes have got some permanent eyeshadow at the moment. How, how, are, you, how are you healing up? Yeah, I just look really tired. Like, looks like I've got big bags under my eyes, but nah, it's fine. No issues. No issues with training, no issues in the game. So I'm just lucky I can still kick a ball and play fine. Yeah, well, that's great to hear. Uh, best of luck yeah. on the travels to Canberra, mate. Hopefully you can bring three points home and uh, yeah. you heal up nicely and uh, we continue on and, and up the table, eh? Yeah, exactly. That's the plan.